Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Over to the Hoskins. Strike hit! Ten strikeouts for Jacob DeGrom. The 55th time in his career he struck out ten or more. And a cold strike three got him on the outside edge. Eight strikeouts for Nola, and just like DeGrom, he has retired 16 in a row. Well, that was pretty much it last night. A great pitcher's duel up in Queens. A classic. Phillies lose to the Mets 1-0. Second straight night, the Phillies had to face a Cy Young winner, and last night, not able to get much done. Good morning, everybody, along with my pal, Jody Mack. I'm Glenn Mack now. Jody, I do not like the outcome, but I love a... Nice, tight pitcher's duel, you? And the fact that you watched every single pitch, whatever time you tuned in, I guess you could have gone over to the NFL Network for uh, Cowboys preseason action if that's your druthers, but, man, you could just couldn't turn it off because yeah. every t- the game's hanging in the balance. They give up a run. Then you know any one swing can get it tied if you're the Phillies. Oh, except Jacob DeGrom is pitching, so that one swing's going to be hard to come by phenomenally exciting game. Even Diaz giving up the couple of walks and stolen bases to put the tying and the winning run in scoring position on the last at bat of the game. Uh, but then uh, Diaz, who's also having a phenomenal game, did what he did and struck out the last batter. So, yeah, they, the result was not what you wanted if you're a Phillies fan, but the excitement level of the game was tremendous. Let me go over a couple of these details with you. DeGrom, uh, we said he goes six. And I guess it's because of the injuries and stuff. They're just not going to let him go deeper than that. But he allows two hits, no walks, 10 Ks. He's throwing 101-mile-hour fastballs in the sixth inning. Um, But I guess, as I said, they're protecting him is what they're doing. They want to make sure he's pitching into October. Right. And they're probably overprotective. He looked perfectly fine to me in the sixth inning. It looked like he could have continued doing what he was doing. But, yes, they are falling very much on the side of caution with him. Okay, and then the Mets bullpen takes over. The trumpets for Dia. You like the trumpets? Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I do think so, too. It gets, I know, you know, you're a Phillies fan, so you're not supposed to love it, but it gets those 48,000 people on their feet. It's 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 the best. I can't, well, Sandman was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, this yeah. side of Mario Anno Rivera, it might be the best entrance music. Yeah. Trevor Hoffman uh, with ACDC was also pretty good, uh, but uh, they're few and far between to compare with the Mets have going with Edwin Diaz right now. All right, so as you mentioned, he gets a little shaky. He walks two, strikes out Castellanos to end it. 
my Twitter feed was full of hundred million dollars too much for that guy. Of course, hey, it's you know. <laughs> He's actually picked it up over the last couple yes. of weeks. You, you yes. could have sent that tweet about 182 yeah. times over the course of a 40-game stretch when he couldn't buy a hit, but he's actually been better of late. All right. Nola, as well, was great. He goes eight. He gets that, that complete, that rare complete game loss. Uh, scatters four hits, walks one, strikes out eight. Offense did, did nothing behind him. Um, he Nola really is one of the best starters in Major League Baseball. Jody Mack, we are now in the middle of August. We are headed towards September. Can I have faith and belief that Aaron Nola is going to avoid that late season collapse that we have seen in the past few years? Why not take five more starts and then come up with that decision? Let him let him play uh, pitch a couple more t- into August, end of August. Oh, sure. The, the calendar turns. It's September. Aaron Nola has not been good in September. We're going to get a handful, two or three starts before we get to the last week of September, which will lead into October. And, yes, I still do believe the Phillies are making the playoffs despite last night's loss. We don't have to. It's trending in the right direction, better than it has in previous seasons, but there may just be something that when he reaches an innings limit, it affects his arm in some way. So I'm not ready to go there today, but I'm optimistic. I'm not locking it in, but I am optimistic because he's trending better. Let me just say at 10.05 on August the 14th that there's a, there's a little piece in the back of my mind that has that fear. I can't, I can't avoid that nagging fear that what I've seen because everything else is going so, so well. Um, all right, so the Phils are they're 4-10 and 10 against the Mets this season. They've lost the four previous series. They could, they could pull it out today and get it. Zach Wheeler yep. on the mound. Uh, what is it, 140 start against that Chris Bassett. How are you feeling today? Well, good because it's Wheeler. Um, Bassett is uh, a really nice acquisition that, yeah, at the time I even commented here on WIP, the Phillies might have missed the boat because he was gotten for a fair package, not an outrageous package, and I thought he would have been a nice addition as a fifth starter here in Philadelphia. He's been just that for the Mets. So it's not like they're facing a stiff. Bassett's a nice pitcher, um, but if you've got Wheeler on the hill, Phillies have a pitching advantage going into that. Yeah, I like it today. Um, Can I say one thing that's going to make me sound really old here? Go ahead. I'm watching watching the Phillies and the Phillies hitters, and the Mets hitters as well, but the Phillies hitters certainly – Two strikes against them, and then they just they flail away, right? Swinging from the from the ankles. And why does why does it? You know, you got a guy like Degrom, who to me, he's throwing 101 miles an hour. You want to try to take a little bit of a of a protective stance up there, and nobody shortens out. I'll give you two examples. Top of the third inning, um, Nick Maton is up. And Nick Maton is not exactly going to lead the league in any hitting category. He's got two strikes on him. He swings from his heels and stares out in a daze like, oh, how did that happen? Top of the fifth, Brandon Marsh, two strikes, tries, takes this swing and tries to hit one into the Hudson River as, it, as his knees buckle from the force. Uh, and this was, by the way, after landing on his knee, swinging on strike two, and he's cursing under his breath. Jody Mack, you are a baseball man. And I know there's no shame in the strikeout now like there used to be, but this is a one-to-nothing game. Don't you want to just try to get on base? Don't you want to shorten it up? 
you want to, but it's easier said than done. Um, and that's why Brandon Marsh's offensive numbers aren't all that good in the acquisition <laughs> yeah. of him coming over. That's his swing. And he doesn't change it, and he hasn't changed it. And if you're thinking he's going to change it just because Jacob DeGrom's on the mound, I think you're hoping against hope. Uh, No, I was not surprised. And, oh, by the way, rather than just uh, put Philly hitters in their place, Jacob DeGrom did that for you. You don't need to do it. He's just that good. His stuff is that nasty. You could choke up halfway up the bat. And he's still going to drop a slider at 99 miles an hour that's going to be in the strike zone until about six inches before the plate, and it's going to drop six inches. Yeah, and I know know I'm stuck on this one thing. And, and again, I don't want everybody to to be – my reference is going to be old here, but – Matty Alou, for lack of a, of a better name. Right? You talk about a slap hitter. That's as good as you can get right there. Yeah, like right? It. Led the league in hitting and hit about, you know, five doubles in one home run every year. Um, but my point being that he's really tough to hit. I just think nobody anymore thinks, like, to play protectively when they have two strikes. And it's it's something that that I wish they would do. Jody, I my my baseball career ended in junior varsity, okay? That's how good I was. I was a backup second baseman. I hit 400 that year, Jody. Two for five. Didn't nice. get to play much. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, my old coach back then used to say, damn it, there's two strikes. You're not going to hit it over the fence. That's it. Yeah, I'm this, preaching here. This, this is Major League Baseball. I know, and that was 1970-whatever, yeah. and I know. I know, I know, I know. So yeah, you're telling game, me I'm wrong. The, the game is – I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just telling you don't let it bother you as much as it sounds like it does because you're not going to change it sitting at home, and the Phillies aren't going to change. They are what they are. Their players have the swings that they have, even though what you lay out uh, psychologically makes a ton of sense – they just don't do it. Major League Baseball doesn't. And the Phillies don't. aren't the only team. Everybody. Uh, no, Major I know League that. Baseball oh, the Mets are doing the same thing. thing. I know. I, I know. It's And it's just it's one of those things that will always drive me crazy. And listen, I, I'm, I don't want to be that guy who rails against the game and what things used to be. I accept change in sports. I embrace change in sports. But last night I'm thinking two, two runs is going to win this game. Just get. Get on base. Okay. You know you know who you sound like to me, uh, No, I'm so Keith Hernandez talking about the <laughs> Phillies' inability to play defense and fundamentals, which, oh, by the way, they've been great at these great two at. games. Great Even at. though they didn't score a run last night, the double play they turned late in the game, Hoskins coming in, firing to second, Maton covering first, the double up at the plate the night before, great play by Castellanos, who is still a butcher in right field. But on that given play, it was perfect, perfect throw, perfect tag. The the Mets uh, the Phillies have played really fundamentally sound baseball despite Keith Hernandez railing. Yes, away. I I know, and it is even more fun that you know, I know they lost, but they are playing very good, very solid defensive baseball against. Uh, well, overall they are. Is that is that Stott over Didi? Is that Marsh moving in the left field? Is that is that what Keith Hernandez is not seeing? Um, Marsh is center field. I don't know center field. What did I say? But, um, center field. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he, he hadn't seen Marsh play center field for the Phillies, so that is a major upgrade. Right, and, and Didi was terrible. Didi couldn't field. No, uh, I disagree. Um, really? Didi, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didi was improved defensively this year over what he was last year. Last year, his defense fell off pretty badly. Um, but this year, he actually was making all the plays and made a, uh, a highlight reel film play about once every two weeks. I did not think his defense was the problem. His offense was the problem. I counted this guy in for 20 home runs this year, and he couldn't hit a home run from second base starting at second base. He was only 19 short, right. Damn. No, the bigger problem with D.D. And Stott's Stott's just as good. Um, I don't think Stott's a major upgrade over D.D. defensively. If it is, it's slight. Uh, But Stott's going to be here for the next decade, so get him going right now, and he's uh, certainly improved over the last month. Okay, so last night in New York, they had 48,000 people, I think, at that game. I mean, they were full. It was a, Yeah, above was, capacity. Yeah, it was 43,857. There you go. We going to see those crowds here next weekend, Phil's Mets? We going to get that here? If you do, I'll say this, and I'm judging on TV like everybody else. It seemed to me, if you wanted to put a percentage on it, 2% of the crowd was Philly fans. I, I've been in City Field when Philly fans have come in years that Mets haven't been that good, and you get close to 50% Phillies fans in the house. Yeah. I've been at games at both the Vet and Citizens Bank Park uh, where 50% of Mets fans are in the house. There, there are, depending on where the teams are at. Now, right now, they're both playoff teams. Mets are uh, going to have the second-best record in the National League when all is said and done, buying only the Dodgers and the Phillies are going to be a wild card. But they're both playoff teams. It was heavy-handed Mets fans last week, uh, last night. I'm hoping that same percentage is what we're looking at at uh, Citizens Bank Park. I fear we're not. Because I did go down to the game the other night after doing the uh, show uh, in Eagles training camp with Joe DeCamera and uh, hung around, went to the, and I invited DeCamera to come with me. He declined. I went over to the turf club in between, hit a couple of races, made some money. So it was a real good day. That's a good day for Jody. I went over, got a chance to talk to Rob Thompson, had dinner with Charlie Manuel of all people. That's why I sat next to him in the cafeteria. Very nice. He's the greatest guy in the world. Charlie and his wife and had a great 45-minute uh, dinner conversation with those guys. It kind of was a disappointing crowd. I thought it would be better than that. Now it rained, which kind of threw everything off. They boot, brought the stupid uh, uh, tarp out, and it wasn't even raining. I said, what the hell are they doing? This game's going to get a, not going to get off on time? Uh, Ten minutes later, just a deluge, and it came down yeah, in yeah. buckets for 20 minutes and then stopped, and they got the game in. But it wasn't all that great a crowd, and I thought it was going to be – yeah, um, I don't think Philadelphia is bought in 100% yet to this Phillies or a playoff I team. Agree. I agree. Because of the 10 years they've been waiting, kind of like it. you and me waiting on NOLA, we'll, we'll, we'll go as long as we have to to feel as good as we want to about his ability to pitch in September and October. I think the Philly fans are also in that kind of mode. Yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, the upside, well, the upside is the pitching has been great. Suarez was terrific the other night. Nola, I mean, they went, went toe-to-toe with a couple of Cy Young Award winners, which is pretty good. Uh, and the other upside is they are, as we sit here this morning, uh, a game or a game and a half up on both the Brewers and the Cardinals. One of those teams will win the Central and thus get into the playoffs, but the Phillies will battle the other. They're a half a game up on the Padres. And, Jody, the Padres have their own new problems. What are your thoughts today on the suspension of uh, – I don't want to say the suspension – on the impact of the suspension of Fernando Tatis Jr. for the rest of this year and 
first, whatever, 38, 40 games the next year. Here's the one piece of information that hasn't come out, and I don't know if it'll ever come out, but then again, stuff gets leaked out all the time. When did he test positive? We don't don't really know. All we know is when Major League Baseball announced it and said the suspension begins immediately. He might have tested positive months ago because he wasn't playing. He was on the injured list. So um, they, they may have decided, listen, we're not announcing this now because we're not going to allow him to get games counting as suspensions that he wasn't going to play anyway. Because he was injured and he wasn't. So why should he benefit from the fact that he's injured and we want him to miss 80 games that he's capable of playing in? I'd really like to know when he actually tested positive, that they hold the results, that they announce it immediately. Uh, any way you slice it, it handicaps the Padres. And they've been playing uh, playoff-type ball all year without Tatis without uh, Soto and Bell, who they added to trade deadline. So it doesn't eliminate the Padres. You don't go, oh, now they got no chance. Well, no, they were that good even without him all year. But much like we're waiting on the return of Bryce Harper, they were waiting on the return of Fernando Tatis, and it's not happening, San Diego. Yeah, it's a very good comparison as well. Uh, And that does give the Phillies a little bit of an edge. All right, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. We got all that. We're a day past Eagles-Jets, a game that uh, Jody McDonald watched with intense interest for both teams. Looks like Zach Wilson out, what, two to four weeks with a bone bruise, dodged a bullet there? Oh, it's more than a bone bruise. It's a tear, but it's a minor tear. So they're going to do a surgery, and even with now the advent of these great laser surgeries, uh, you can come back relatively quickly. They're stating it is probably two to four weeks, but it was an actual tear that if it was just a bruise and he wouldn't have surgery. He's having yeah. surgery, okay. so it's a okay. tear. All right. Likewise, Jalen Hurts dodges a bullet in that first drive. He breaks the pocket, runs right, uh, well out of bounds when he gets clobbered by Quincy Williams, who launches himself head head first. Uh, so he's okay and had a had the one opening drive, goes six for six, they score the touchdown. One day later, Jody, what is your takeaway from that game? What's What sticks with you off of that game? The fact that the Eagles lost the game is about <laughs> as irrelevant as it oh, can yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Jets four-teamers are better than the – it's not even the Jets four-teamers. No. It's the Jets special team it's with the 50-yard uh, return which that, that at- put them in position to score the game-winning touchdown – yeah, if you're a Jet fan and you're taking solace in that, go for it. But it, it really doesn't mean anything because it was 14 nothing before you could blink with the Eagles, both first-team offense and first-team defense, looking great. Yeah, uh, and, and just it is one preseason game. I don't even know who all is playing special teams, but Eagles special teams were bad last year. Uh, I don't want that to be a recurring problem this year. So that that's that's the only thing. I was really impressed with Hertz, um, and again, you don't want to put too much import on it. It is one drive. I will say the Jets' defense was, you know, they're they're running to the ball. I'll give them that much. I don't know how talented they are, but they certainly hustled in that in that one drive where the Eagles scored the touchdown. And man, Hertz was six for six. He had the the really nice touchdown pass to Goddard, who was wide open, but he hit him in stride. Uh, the pass to Quez Watkins, I thought, was nice as Hurst threw rolling to his right. Someday I'd like to see Hurts throw rolling to his left, but we'll see. I uh, had a scrambling touch, and that was called back. He did it without looking for A.J. Brown. He did it without Devontae Smith. 
as I said, Jody, it's one series in a preseason opener against the Jets, but to me it was an encouraging start for Hertz because he just looked in the flow, and he was hitting guys in stride, and um, we're not going to see him again to the regular season. You certainly want to see it go out that way. Two things uh, that kind of jumped off the page for me in the, the time that the Eagles' ones were on the field offensively. The fact that he didn't throw the ball to A.J. Brown. You know, mm-hmm. I do my show with uh, Johnny Mack, who's at every single Eagle practice, and basically every day comes on and goes, and Jalen Hurts just keeps throwing the ball to A.J. Brown. It's a given. It's almost a joke in practice that he is so locked into getting A.J. up to speed and throwing the ball to him. He throws it as much to him as he does everybody else combined in practices. They have a game, six passes, none of them go to A.J. Brown, which I think was a great thing. Just showed that yeah, practice is one thing, game would be another, even though it's just a practice game. Um, they did spread the ball around, which was great. And the, the one thing that I uh, had to laugh at was, It'll be completely forgotten a week from now, and certainly in uh, November when we talk about the Eagles and what they're doing, where they are in the standings. The first touchdown of the year was a Jalen Hurts run, and it was called back because of a penalty. Mm-hmm. So they had to do it again. So instead he throws the 22-yard touchdown pass to Goddard. Uh, there's been some debate, at least on my shows, over the last when I was on with the camera and my buddy Johnny Mack. Well, the Eagles should stick with what they did last year. The Eagles need to run the football. They know they can run the football. The offensive line is the uh, stalwart of the team. They would need to make the playoffs this year. Why are we? Ch- why are they trying to throw the football more? Because they are. Because they did go out and give A.J. Brown $100 million. Because they know if you want to win a Super Bowl, chances are in the NFL in 2022, you got to be able to throw it better than the Eagles did last year. Uh, last year's stats are now borderline irrelevant. The Eagles are going to start this year as a passing team, and they will go at least as long, if not longer, before, if it's not working, they make this decision, oh, we got to go back to running the football. Not happening. Uh, agree. I mean, if they have to run the ball, I know they can run the ball. Let's see if they can pass the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, okay, one more thing. We got a, uh, we got a Shy uh, Vintage Sports giveaway today, $50 gift card, Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or shybsports.com. And by the way, a previous winner, a guy won on our show about a month ago, tweeted me a, a picture yesterday that he received his Santa Hates Dallas sweatshirt that he got from the gift card. He said, I can't wait to wear this this fall. So today, you too can win. And here's here's what I want to go with. Um, caller yesterday, a guy called yesterday after the Phillies won Friday night 2-1 to in the 10th inning. And we were talking about uh, Veerlings throwing out the runner at the plate on that potential sack fly. Great throw by him. And this was after the Phillies score on the top of the inning, 10th uh, on a sacrifice fly. And this guy said, the sacrifice, he said, the most exciting play in sports is the sacrifice fly. I never considered that, Jody, but he kind of explained it. He says, like, you see the setup, and then you see the, you know, you look at the guy at third, itching, and then you see the the uh, fielder kind of trying to move in a step, get some momentum, the anticipation, you get a play at the plate, etc. It can be exciting. I don't know if I'd put it the most exciting play, but he made a case. So here's the deal. What is the most exciting play in sports, any sports? Jody, I always would say the long punt return, but you'd never see those anymore. The punt return is almost dead from football. Um, any sport can be – well, you know, I don't want to give all of them away. Is there one that you would say 
And we'll just take it out of the mix. For you, Jody McDonald, this is the most exciting play in sports. Yeah, no, I don't want to go because if you don't want to give it away. Tell you the one that I do, it would absolutely be the best one. So, okay. uh, and then you're <laughs> okay. taking a second place winner. <laughs> oh, are you the pretty best. sure yourself there? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we agree that Moshe Kravitz will be the judge on this? Who? Who you want to make the judge? Uh, Moosh. Moosh. Called to serve. You are uh, willing and able. Oh yeah! Thank you so much for this honor. The, yeah. the, the, we're, we're throwing him into the mosh pit. Is that what you tell? Yes. Me? There you go. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I I butcher. Uh, see, I talked to him about it before the show, and I'm surprised that you don't do this. What's that? I've called him Mosh. Uh, excuse me. I've called him Moisha. No, no. You've never called him Moisha. No. And I, I grew up with more people named Moshe than you. You probably did, but did you not grow up with any Moishas? Uh, my great uncle. Okay, there you go. And but he, I was, had a, he was about 80 when I was 10. I had a buddy whose name was spelled the exact same as our producers now, and he went as Moisha. So that's what I've called, because I see his name, and that's the way I pronounce that, and I apologize to him. Uh, I think Sonny Hill called him Mush before the show yeah. started at the end of the show today. So our, our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Kravitz, oftentimes gets his name butchered, guilty as charged Jody McDonald. So uh, I'm apologizing in advance. Mosh, is this something you've had your, your whole life, that people get it wrong? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, it, you know, it's it's like most of my friends for, for my whole life have called me Mosh, uh, and that's what you guys call me. When people say my full name, We say they say it as Moshe, which is the correct, correct yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, you got to get the little E in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, if for especially Jewish people, but for people over a certain age, ding, Moish ding, ding, or Moisha ding. or Moishi has has consistently come. I was saying to Jody before the show that uh, despite neither of them being Jewish, uh, Big Daddy and Jody for years called me Moish or Moisha, uh, Moisha. and I, I didn't mind it coming from them. Now, there you go. All right. So now we all got it right. Uh, I'll get it wrong before the show is That's over. Right. <laughs> okay. I could pretty much anyway, you so, 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 a $50 gift card from Shy Vintage Sports, but as always, don't drive Moshe crazy by just calling to win a prize because you won't we've raised uh philly's issues to start big time pen race i want to talk a little bit more about the attendance when we go back we've talked about the eagles after the first preseason game there are many things for you to have an opinion about today we're going to get into a little bit of sixers issue we're going to uh, give you a tv review as the show comes on ben davis is going to join us i was watching other preseason football last night jody did a little scouting on nick Foles and carson wentz so whatever you want to call about, you are welcome to do so, and you can offer the most exciting play in sports to win the $50 gift card to Shive Vintage Sports. Oh, which, by the way, we have our Shive Vintage throwback uh, uh, game of the, uh, moment of the week. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Johnny McDonald, Glenn Mack now 94 WIP. So, Jody, you do not do the Wordle every day, is that correct? No. Which is now being done by, I'm just looking at this, ten, ten, no, it was three million. Now it's ten million. Then it's thirty million. I don't know. Like you, you, you're aware of what it is, right? Yes. I'm trying to do it during the break, and this is this is like the toughest one they've ever had. I'm just using Mo's. You don't you do the Wordle? I used to. I didn't stick oh, with it. On, I'm man. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up now and see if I, I do can it, get it. Because today is get, like, I'm gonna see if I can get it before you. I'm three guesses in, and I, I, I'm going nowhere on this one. So I'm just curious. If you do it, let me know if you have any success. Who's Wordle? Wordle is, Wordle is this phenomenon that's gone no, around I, the world. I know what it is. I'm oh. saying who is it? What do you mean who is it? It's who a game. Who creates it every single oh. day? Somebody's got to come well, up now with a the new, new York combo Times did. to... So here's here's I'll give you the quick story, and I want to get to the phones. There's a guy in in uh, from England who was living in New York, whose name was Josh Wardle. Okay. Okay. And in October 2021, during the pandemic, he created the. He's a software engineer, and he created this word game for his girlfriend. Um, and it's basically just five. Every day you have to guess a five-letter word. Presumably a fairly common five-letter word. And so you just guess a word, and at the end of your first guess, it tells you how many letters you got correct of that five-letter word and how many you got in the correct spot, right? So you might guess an E, 
but you put the E in the third spot, it will tell you it's color-coded. So you get a green that tells you, you you're, or you get a yellow that tells you that it's correct, but if it's in the right spot, Long you get spot. a green. Right. Yeah, and you get, basically, you try to figure out the word in six guesses through what you got. And it is this guy who started it with his girlfriend playing on their sofa, and then it took off, and then it started becoming popular on Twitter. You see people put their results on Twitter and Facebook, right? You've seen that. Yep. And that made it go wild. The New York Times bought it from this guy for, I think, $10 million. Or I was going to say, how much he get paid? Yeah, he, he, it was free. It, was, well, it still is free. You can, New York Times lets you play it for free, even though they own it. Um, it's free, but he was just doing it for anybody, and then the Times bought it. And it has taken off. I want to see how many people play it, because the last story I can find is May. And in May, there were 10 million people playing. I'm telling you now, it's so, so much more. But anyway, it's just it's just a thing that that people do, right? And That's the it. reason I don't do it is because uh, listening to you talk about it, you and I have had this conversation previously on the air, and other people on social media, on Facebook, it's addictive. Oh yeah, it's addictive, but it takes five minutes. Yeah, it's five minutes. I don't have, and you can only play it once a day. There's only one a day. Understood. Still yeah. don't have that five minutes. Pass. <laughs> you are pretty busy. I know that. Uh, let's get uh, John uh, John Wayne. Hey, go. good morning, guys. Hey. Uh, yeah, I get it. I'm listening to that. My wife plays that Wordle every day, right? Yeah. And uh, I go to the Jumble in the paper. I get yeah, the daily news every day. So the Jumble's got five different words. And it's good for I your like brain. It. Yeah. Pull up at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, what, what would Groucho have uh, done with that? He's playing Wordle on the sofa. You know, <laughs> Groucho Marx would have yeah. He would have made you chuckle over that. Yep. So, listen, Jody, this is your old buddy from Cardinals Film in High School in the Bronx. Right? Yes. And I played, and you played at Sacred Heart, but I was uh, before you, and I, was at, I played football at Villanova from 68 to 72. Very Here's nice. my, I've been dying to, to talk to you guys about this. Uh, there's a little coach I had at Spelman named Andy Sapola, and he taught fundamentals great. And one of the uh, strongest fundamentals he taught about baseball was when you have a tag play at second, third, or home, right? The ball is thrown to you. Where does the glove go? You, right you never reach for the guy sliding into the base. You put it right down on the ground to right in front of the base. Correct. The biggest abuse, I've seen this eight or ten times this year watching Philly games where nobody does that. The biggest abuser of it all is Rio Milto. Look, you look at the uh, play yeah, at the plate. Yeah, but the I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt. Go the ahead. Games, the games change from when your coach was teaching you fundamentals. Hey, you I can't, understand that. We've you got can't guys block the plate first. anymore. Say it it's again? different. You Say can't it. block the plate. You can block second. You can block third. You can't block the plate, so you can't get your foot in there anymore. So it's got to be a swipe. So it's very difficult to swipe and get the tag down and hold it in front of the, the you know plate. What? Jody, I'll give you that. Go look at the strikeout double play last night. They, they had the guy dead at second base, and he was almost safe because the, 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 uh, the guy reached reached to tag the guy, and he almost came in underneath his, 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 the tag. They were going to challenge it. All right. It's okay. unbelievable. You check it out. You won't, you won't right. believe it. I, right. I understand that, that whole thing at home. I got you. And listen, I, you know, I'm railing about nobody shortening up on, with two strikes. Jesus, we are, we are sounding old here. No, his point is accurate. He yeah, just I know, I he know. pointed the guilty finger at Rio Muto more than anybody else. Right. I feel catchers badly for the catchers because the catcher can't do it. It's the posy rule. Yep. And you know what? I've never talked to a catcher who, and you get, we're going to have Ben Davis on at 11. Uh, I've never talked to a catcher who likes that they changed that rule. 
Catchers liked blocking home plate. Right. Yeah. So not not go. afraid to get that shin guard down there and make sure the guy didn't get anywhere near the dish. That's right. V and Sharon Hill is with us. Hi, V. Hey guys. Um, wanted to talk Phillies. Um, I think you're doing good. I mean, the game last night didn't bother me because it was a tight game, and they played well defensively. I mean, it. You know, people mm-hmm. will hit, and you know. It's Jacob okay, Degrom, you know. If you if you if you get shut out by a Cy Young winner, who's multiple Cy Young, winners. multiple Cy Young winner, who's I was going to say, if he's not the top pitcher in baseball, he's a top five certainly when he's healthy. So that's you know it right. happens. Right, it, 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 and that's that's that. But I think they're doing good so far. And um, as far as the Eagles, I mean, you know, Jalen looked okay. I mean, he only did one series, so but you know it's. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll know when the real um, game starts. I mean, yeah, which by the way is almost a month away. We're going to see nothing for a month, Fee. It's too long. It really, it it is. And the guys who are going to play the preseason games are going to be guys just scruffing to make the lineup. Do you have the most exciting play in sports? Um, I'm going to tell you what excited me years ago when I was younger was in basketball. When Daryl Dawkins broke the backboard. No, no, no. We're talking. We're not talking about one play you've ever seen. We're talking about. And and thanks, V. Always nice to talk to you. Let me clarify that. It's not one play. It's not. Gonna, it's not the Philly special. It is a recurring play that you will see in sports. You know, I said the long punt return. Uh, the guy who called yesterday surprised me when he said the sacrifice fly. We're talking about that. Any sport. The play that you most look forward to seeing, not one play that you ever saw, because that would be the Philly special. But, Mac, before you lament your it's going to be a month before the Eagles are actually going to play a game that matters and Jalen Hurts is going to get out there on the field, oh, pay attention this week, Thursday, Friday. Joint practices well, okay. in Cleveland, they're yeah. going to be huge. Last year, the Eagles were undefeated, 4-0 and in those four <laughs> practices, Mac man. Yeah, I know. Well aware. I know. I know. We don't get to see those. Fans no, don't get to see those. Don't. Those no, are no, not no. televised. Those Unfortunately are... not. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's – the way football is, is you wait all year for camp to open, and then camp opens, and two days later it's like, all right, I'm tired of news out of camp. When's the preseason? And so then the preseason comes, and they play the first game, and the offense and the defense, the first units play one series, and then they're out. By the way, the defense played really well against the Jets' first uh, string offense, too. And then they're done, and we're not going to see them until September 11th. And we're going to – I mean, we'll probably see some the Kobe Dean, some Jordan Davis. We'll see, you know, Jurgens, a few guys, some of the guys going for wide receiver. But by and large, Jody, it's going to be – you can't tell the names without the programs. And the, oh, by the way, uh, you and I are of a certain age. Uh, I can certainly say I remember when they actually played six preseason games. Six. Oh, yeah. Six. Days. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then for decades, it was four preseason games. Now that we're down to only three, this one coming up is supposed to be the penultimate, the game before the last preseason game, which we used to call the dress rehearsal where the starters would play into half, if not three-quarters, to be ready for the start of the season. You think we got any chance of getting that this week, coming up against Cleveland? Not a prayer. Not a prayer. Nope. Nope, nope. All right. Hey, we see you on hold. We're going to get you in the next segment, 215-592-9494. With Jody McDonald, I am Glenn Macknow. Glenn Macknow, Jody McDonald. 
94 WIP. Ben Davis at 11. Looking forward. Always, always look forward to talking to Ben. Uh, let us get John and Manny on, see what's on his mind today. What do you got, John? Uh, big question today with uh, Bryce Harper coming back from the DH. Um, DL, yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to be, uh, I mean, from the IL, he's going to yeah, be in DH. They said he's not going to play right field. And I think one problem with that is uh, long ball Hall is going to be out of the lineup. Is there any other way around that? Like, uh, I'd rather see him in the lineup than Castellanos at this point. Jody? No. He's Can't happen. going to become a bench piece, which that's a nice guy to have. And I guess at some point we got to go back and research his pinch-hitting uh, resume for his entire career. My guess is he didn't do much of it because he's been a pretty good prospect going through the system. He's not going to be a guy you're going to have on the bench on the minor league level. But, that's yeah, that's going to be his role going forward is as your need a long ball off the bench left-handed bat. Yeah, another thing like with uh, Paul, too, I think he has – I know he's been in the minors for a while, but he has good potential. So next year – is the last year of arbitration for Reese Hoskins. He's having a good year. Do you re-up him, or do you think about oh, trading him? I'm, I'm, I'm not as sold on Hall as you are. Um, nah, okay. Clearly, listen, I really like what he's done, but he is a guy who made it to 26, which is a long you know, a long time in the minors. Most, most guys who come at, up at 26 don't sustain his impact players. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, whatever, 115 at-bats or so. I must like Reese Hoskins more than most people, and I know he can be streaky and he's never going to hit for mm-hmm. average, but he's got really good power and um, he gets on base. I'm, I'm not, I'm not making that deal. Jody, maybe you feel different. Uh, and the other thing about Reese Hoskins, not so much as the guy across the diamond from him. Your buddy Ray's uh, yeah description of the two guys playing the corners for the Phillies was what the corner butchers. Uh, the corner butchers are playing better defense, despite what Keith Hernandez says. Yeah, Bohm has really upped his defensive game at third, and Hoskins is getting is well. Maybe he's in a little bit of a hot defensive yeah. streak. You don't usually think that, but he's been making the plays over there at first. That would be an issue for me about Reese Hoskins. At what point are you just going to say enough is enough? Yeah. You got to make him a DH. Um, but I'm I'm still with you, Glenn. I'm not moving away from Hoskins right now. John, give us the most exciting play in sports. You don't see it too much anymore, Glenn, because people don't hustle as much, but the inside-the-park home run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and, it's, and it's, it's a rare and wondrous thing. I saw the one against the Red Sox a couple weeks ago. It was Toronto. Guy hit it straight up in the air, and the Red Sox center fielder couldn't find it. Had no idea where it was. Right. And so it's bouncing around the outfield, and I don't remember who the player was. I'm sorry, but he's – hustling around. Oh. That is a good one. That's that, that was not the one you were thinking of? Uh, two things. Number one, that's exactly the one I was thinking of. Ah. I was go inside the park home run. On that play you're discussing, the guy who hit it was Ronald Tapia, a guy yeah. who's got a ton of speed. He stood in the box. He did not hustle. He, he thought he, he was out. He didn't even run to begin yep. with. True. And then he realized, uh-oh, the center fielder doesn't know where it is. And he got on his horse, and he really flew around the bases and was safe at the plate. But he should have been able to uh, score standing up he if he had left the box on time. Could have got five or six bases, though. Yes. That's that true. That, that is true. He stood there thinking he was out. Yes. Uh, Thomas in West Philly, you're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, Thomas. Hey, how you doing? All right. Good. Um, yeah, he took my answer. <laughs> Happens. Sorry about that. Yeah, Always need a backup. It, I, I guess that just proves it is probably the most exciting playing sports. Um, but I do have a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. I hope you got time. 
Well, let's get started. What do you got? All right, first of all, um, I know you're from Buffalo, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, my wife's actually from Buffalo. And um, I had a question about who do you think are the craziest, uh, I guess, football fans. I want to talk about fan bases, mm-hmm. but, you know, specifically our Buffalo. Is Buffalo like the craziest football fans or maybe somebody else? They're pretty nuts. Well, there's, listen, there's a segment of every f- fan base that's nuts, right? So every every fan base has however many hundred thousand, every million people and most of them are pretty normal. And then you have the people who go to the game who can be pretty rowdy. Buffalo has this group of people known as Bill's Mafia who have become right. famous or infamous, diving yeah. off of buildings onto folding tables. Right. Um, my dad, who is a big Bill's fan, has never done that, and I don't think he will. But, um, yeah, Bill's fans are, are Bill's fans are rowdy, but Bill's fans are um, – they don't get in as many fights as maybe some other fan bases. Jody, you oh, got okay. hey Jody. Jets fans have always been considered at the top of that list. Oh too. yeah, right. rowdy crew. Uh, not as much in the new stadium, but the old stadium, the Meadowlands. They have fights every single week. I know. Yeah, I, I was, had another I was point. Intended for several of them. <laughs> you were breaking them up. Uh, yeah, or at least watching from a safe distance, but appreciative of the effort of the Jet fans yeah. in throwing fists. Another point about fan bases. I have a friend who's from D.C. He says that Phillies fans are not appreciative. That we we have to appreciate the moment, and because he's oh, talking that, about the that, what, on what does he base that? He says, you know, if they win, you should be you should appreciate that. And I'm telling him, we appreciate well, that they're winning. Appreciate it. We had two million people at a parade. What what the heck does he want? No, that's the thing. He's talking about every regular season win is what he's talking about. And and you know, I, my thing is, you know, we're kind of like wait and see. You know what I mean? Because. You know, a lot of times we take that slide in August and September. Thomas, here's what I think you should say to him. Philly, Philadelphia fans, and I don't know if he's talking about all the sports. It sounds like he is. Are so. very, very, very deeply invested, emotionally invested in their teams and have high expectations and will let their teams know when they don't do well. Mm-hmm. Washington fans are, well, in hockey, Washington fans only come when they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Jody, I, you can speak to Washington basketball fans. I don't know them. But Washington does not strike me as a city with really fervent fan bases. Thomas, we got to run, but give me the most exciting play. In, oh, you were going to give the inside the park, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. That's fine. All right. Two two things before our next call. Number one, I'll give props to Redskin fans. They're pretty damn good down in Washington, and they're diehard football fans. You're right. The other sports Pretty irrelevant uh, as far as the fan bases go. And one quick Buffalo note. Oh, I want to play s- it. Are you talking about last night? Yes. All right, hold on, because we got it. If we've, I think this is what you're going to say. <sighs> Jody, I don't know if you and I talked about it, but yes, there was a guy. Did. That's why I was going to bring yeah, it up. Yeah, there was a guy in the draft that I wanted the Eagles to take. As and did he didn't, I. He didn't go until the sixth round of the Bills, which means the Eagles, who drafted before the Bills, could have got him the sixth round. He is punter Matt Ariza, and here's what he did last night. Sixth round draft pick, his first punt today. And it's a big one. Wow, look at this to the 15, and it's a touchback. I mean, that was an 82-yard punt. First time he kicked the ball in the NFL. 82 preseason, 82-yard punt. Jody, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of these guys. I know this doesn't happen to me often because I'm not a draft Nick, but every once in a while there's a guy that I, you know, I, I just fall in love with, and this was the guy. I'm glad he went to the Bills because that's you know kind of my other team, but right. 
I would have loved, particularly the way Aaron Sippus finished last year. I would have loved to have seen this guy. In as as I told you uh, when we discussed it earlier, and I heard you bring it up with Ray in my car driving around on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Blah, blah. Oh, I watch this guy punt because I'm on the air till two o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. And San he Diego. plays San Diego State West Coast games. So on CBS or Fox Two or whatever else, I'm I'm finding whatever college football game I can. Oh, I watched him live, not just highlights. There, I, I watch him do what he did in game. Yeah. So I like you was talking him up a blue streak last year and was kind of bummed that he didn't go till the sixth round. So I know you and I were both big fans. Yeah. And when I saw he, he got an 82 yarder to kick it off, I said, oh, I'm bringing this up with Glenn tomorrow. Yeah, well, the whole thing is, oh, is he going to be able to punt in the NFL? Different ball, different air, you know. Hey, 82-yarder in Buffalo last night. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, uh, by the way, coming up, Ben Davis will join us. We'll talk some Phillies baseball. 825, Jody and I do a little what we're watching. Uh, tell you what we have been seeing on TV. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.